Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're going to continue with our birth stories for the summer series. Today's story comes from Danielle Majors, and Danielle was a little thrown off by the fact that her second baby apparently didn't get the memo that second babies tend to come quicker. But the reward of finding out whether she had a boy or a girl was worth the wait. Find out how it all unfolds. Stay tuned. This episode of Birthful is brought to you by the first eight days of being a mom, a day-by-day manual on taking care of the new mom as well as her newborn. Get a 10% discount by going to thefirst8days.com slash birthful. That's with the number eight, thefirst8days.com slash birthful. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Hello, mamas and mamas-to-be. I want to thank you once again for all the love you're giving the show. And here's a quick reminder that it would be super helpful if you could rate the show on iTunes. To do that, go to birthful.com slash review and click on view in iTunes, the view in iTunes link, and then click on ratings and reviews and give us as many stars as you think think we should have. So all it takes is one link and three clicks starting from birthful.com slash review. I will be very, very grateful for that. Okay, so this week, we continue to switch the spotlight from the professional to the mamas who are gracious enough to share with us their birth stories, the fabulous and the not so fabulous, just laying it all out there as it really is. And today's story comes from Danielle Majors. Danielle, welcome. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for being here and and wanting to share your story with us. Thank you for having me. I feel so privileged. No, yay. This is fun. Birth stories are always a delight. So you have two different birth stories. Which one, what what are you sharing with us today? I am going to share the story, uh, my second birth story, Mm -hmm. um, with my now daughter that I didn't know at the time. Oh, she was a surprise. She was a surprise. Yay. Um. So I want to give a little bit of background with my first birth, because I make some references in my second birth um, towards that. And uh, my first birth, um, I had with the midwives, and I knew that my little boy was going to be a boy, and Mm -hmm. I was very excited. And um, as a first-time mom, I had taken, you know, the Bradley Method classes, and I had done the breastfeeding classes, and I was really excited for birth. And when it came down to the time I was totally not prepared for how it was going to be because as a first-time mom, you don't know, you know, what it's going to be like. You can only think about the possibilities that are going to play out. And um, so the birth of my son was long. It was over 16 hours, and my water broke right off the get-go. And it took a really long time to get to the pushing stage. And when then once I was there, I, it felt like I pushed for hours and hours on end until he finally was born. And it was so great to have him. And then the placenta took over two hours to come. So it was like an extension of the birth, um, but just much longer than I had anticipated. Uh-huh. So when I got pregnant again, I was like, okay, this birth is going to be different. You know, everybody says that your second birth is going to be faster. And in the back of my mind, I was like, it's, you know, as fast as it's going to go, it's going to be, you know, determined by my body and this baby. 
But my biggest concern was how long was this placenta going to take to come out? That was like the thing I focused on the most in my pregnancy and like in my whole like giving birth process. Like, is this placenta going to come out easy? Is it going to take its time like it did last time? And I'm going to have to have these interventions that I don't want. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Was there any, so, what was the reason for the retained placenta in the first birth? Was there any reason? There was no reason. It just wanted to take its sweet old time. And, and we had tried so many different things. We tried, you know, the first off is like breastfeeding and massaging the uterus and, you know, giving a little gentle tug on the cord and that wasn't working. And um, because I had given birth all natural, I hadn't had any IVs. So then it was, you know, let's get an IV started. And, you know, that took time, three tries. Mm-hmm. Um, and we administered, you know, the Pitocin and that took a while. And while that was going on, um, I think I might've had some Cervidil in there at some point and more massaging up the uterus and it still wasn't coming out and time was ticking by. And I remember the doctor came or the resident, whoever was on call that day was like, okay, if we don't get the placenta out, you know, we're going to have to do it you know, go back and you're going to have to get an epidural and you're going to have to do a TNC. And I was like, no, like, that's not, this is not part of the plan. Like, I just had all natural childbirth. I am not going to get an epidural so that we can have a TNC on this placenta. Like, this is not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally, after, I would say, like, 30 minutes of placenta, or the Pitocin, the placenta finally came out. Okay. And I had wanted to keep the placenta and plant it in my garden with a tree on top. But after it took so long, I was like, no way. You can take the placenta. I don't want it. I don't want to see it anymore. Oh. Yes, I don't want to see it. It's bad juju. <laughs> so, so, so as leaning up to my second birth, like that was like my biggest worry was like, is, was it going to take long to come out? Like what were some steps I could do to like, if it was stalling, you know, what could I prepare myself for as far as getting it out naturally without having like the Pitocin or you know, after that, the DNC. Mm-hmm. And did you find out any, like, any recommendations or any solid evidence on what to do? Um, so my doula had suggested that if it were to get stuck and didn't want to come out, she had recommended, like, squatting and sitting on, like, something that looked like a birthing stool, which ultimately in the hospital is, like, the toilet. So we did have that, like, in place in case it decided to take its own time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, we didn't have to. So. Okay, okay. Getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes, this yes. was something that you were thinking throughout all pregnancy and was a big worry of yours. So then the big day comes, and what happened? So with my son, my water had broken at night, and it was um, my due date was May 16th. And on May, I think, 8th, I had had a visit um, with the doctor and everything was going fine. And I was like, I don't feel like this baby's coming at all. Like, I feel like I'm going to be here next week when it's my appointment. And she's like, okay, you know, we'll just take it as it is. And I asked her before, before I left, I was like, if nothing happens next week, I'm like, can you check me? And just kind of can we get an idea of where we are? And knowing that it doesn't mean anything in retrospect to when the baby will come. Mm-hmm. So... That was, I believe, uh, Wednesday. And then Thursday, you know, it was a normal day. I went to sleep. And about, I don't know, two or three hours later, close to midnight, I woke up and I felt a gush of water. 
um, two gushes of water, and I was like, oh, my water broke. Like, this is happening. And I got all excited because I was like, second time birth, you know, it's going to go faster than the first time birth. It's midnight. Like, my first labor was 16 hours. This labor is going to be like eight. I'm thinking, you know, it's cut in half. That's what everybody said. So I'm getting really excited. Like, I'm going to have this baby in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I make it to the bathroom. Okay, I am. My water had broken. I'm dripping all the way there. Like, there's something I can do to stop it. Um, I called the doctor and the doula, and I was like, just let you know, my water broke, and, you know, I'm keeping you guys in touch, and they're like, fine, let us know, like, when contractions start and when things keep, you know, moving along. So I woke my husband up to let him know. I'm like, the water broke. I'm like, we need to change the sheets. Um, put some new sheets on. We had had, like, an uh, extra waterproof, like, cover on my side of the bed, so that in case that had happened, since it had happened with my first, I knew that possibilities of it breaking again were pretty good and um so we just i went back to bed and tried to rest and i was having contractions but i wasn't timing them because they were like sporadically throughout the night um and occasionally my husband would be like you're you're breathing loud and i was like i know i'm having a contraction (laughs) you snore loud i'm allowed to breathe loud my uterus is contracting to bring this baby down like it's okay oh that's hilarious Um, yeah and so so, so I, I just laid in bed, slept on and off throughout the night, and then at about six thirty in the morning, my son came in to, in to wake us up, and um, things were still going, but not, you know, like I said, it wasn't very regular, like five minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes here and there, and they weren't lasting as long. And um, so I got up to go downstairs with him, and because uh, my mother-in-law was going to take him for the day. And I went downstairs around 7.30, you know, we had breakfast, and she came over, and then it was like they stopped. It was That was it. They, they weren't coming anymore. They weren't coming the five or seven minutes apart. They were just stopped all together, and I was like, darn, there goes my eight-hour labor, not having this baby in the morning. Let's shoot for the afternoon. Mm. Um, that was a little disappointing, so I was like, okay, my first labor was 16 hours, and this one's going to be eight, and eight hours has gone by and no baby yet. Right, um, and you had had contractions and your water had broken, so yes, with the I water broken. I, <laughs> I was like, what's this baby doing? Why is it taking its whole time? Right. Um, so we, we shooed my son off to grandma's, and um, she was like, just relax, you know, just spend this last time together, you know, just enjoy it, because pretty soon it's going to be four of you and not three of you anymore. And I was like, okay, so... Like, 10.30 had come, and I had had, like, one or two contractions. And so I called I called back with the doctor, and she was like, well, just, you know, like, keep me posted. But, you know, if things don't start to pick up soon, then you might have to come in to be induced. And, you know, because your water had already been broken for eight hours, you know, eight, ten hours by now. I was thinking to myself, man, it's not where I want to go. Like, I don't want to be induced. I don't want, you know, it's just, I don't want the series of events to start. Mm-hmm. So uh, I called the doula and she was like, well, you could possibly go and get some acupuncture and, you know, see if that might help, you know, start things. So I called a couple of places and um, they were like, oh, you have to get here by this point. And I was like, that's not going to work. Like, it's already 11 o'clock. By the time I get dressed and I get in the car and drive, I'm not going to be there. So I thought about the community acupuncture place. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause you know, they have walk-in, walk-in spots. So I called them and I was like, look, I'm, I'm nine months, 
pregnant, my water is broken, can I come in and get acupuncture? And they're like, yes, if you get here by this time, and it was like an extra hour from, you know, when I had to come. So I was like, yes, I can be there, I promise, I will be there. So like, we get in the car, we pack everything, we pack the, you know, the baby stuff, my stuff for the hospital. Um, my husband had made me a birthing stool for Christmas, it was what I wanted. Um, just in case this placenta decides to take its time, I want to be ready with this awesome birthing stool. So that was in the car, the camera, everything. So he drives me there and he drops me off. And again, there. And I had some really strong contractions while getting the acupuncture needles. And I was like, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna be it. We're gonna mm-hmm. have babies soon. You know, the 45 minutes is up. I, I got to actually like doze off and have some really good sleep, even though it was just a short amount of time. I felt like it was really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Good. And um, so, you know, the time was up, and my husband came back and picked me up, and I was like, okay, well, let's go get something to eat, because I was like, we got to have some stamina to be able to do this labor, because obviously it's taking longer than we expected, and um, I need to eat, and they're not going to give me food at the hospital, so let's go to Bill Gray's and get some hamburgers and milkshakes. So <laughs> we went and we got the food, we came back home, um, they were coming like seven, ten, fifteen minutes. So they were coming closer. They're at least they were coming because they had not been right. And so themselves at all. You said that when you were getting the acupuncture, they had gotten you. You'd gotten several very strong ones. Did they continue? Yeah. After that, okay. So they had continued, but they were still. But they were, they were spaced out apart. But at least they were continuing. Whereas, like before the acupuncture, there was like nothing. Right. So now it was just trying to get them to be more regular and stronger, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they were still like, you know, 15 minutes and then, you know, the 10 minutes. Um, so we got home when we ate and I called the doctor back and she was like, well, she's like, you can come in to be induced now. And she's like, maybe she's like, you can wait till the morning. She's like, it's up to you. I'll leave it up to you. I was like, okay. She's like, if you're feeling like you want to come in, you know, come on in, just let me know and I'll meet you at the hospital. So my thought, I was like, God, if I have to wait till the morning to have this baby, this is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be 24 hours plus. Like, <laughs> I, to do this <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to be induced. Like, this is that's definitely not what I want. Um, so I called the doula. I was like, is there anything else I can do? We talked about the whole, you know, drinking the castor oil, that that could really help maybe make the contractions more steady. But then the downside to the castor oil would be I could be dehydrated and then wouldn't have any energy as far as pushing, when it came to pushing. So we decided to pass on that um, option. And she suggested maybe getting out the breast pump and doing some intervals of pumping mm-hmm. to try and get the natural hormones to kick in and maybe that would get the contractions to be more closer together. So I was, I was like, I want to go with that option. That sounds a lot less miserable. Um, so I got my pump, and I pumped for, like, like, 15 minutes, like, every hour. And I would say, like, not even 10 minutes into the pumping was those contractions were coming on strong. Mm. It wasn't, no, it wasn't, like, EV build, then go back down. It was, like, they were strong, and they were lasting a good, I would say, 30 seconds, and then they would kind of drop off. Mm-hmm. And they were coming more regularly. They were coming, like, seven minutes five minutes, seven minutes. Um, I remember on this day, May 9th, it was like the hottest day we'd had in the spring. It was like 80 degrees and muggy. It, had, it was raining. And I knew 
than if I could take a walk, but that would help. But I was like, I don't want to go outside because it's just so miserable out. And I'm, you know, nine months pregnant and I'm so uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to take a walk outside. Um, so we just kind of, like, were inside on the ball and kind of walking back and forth. And then I did another session of pumping. And, again, they were just coming on strong, but still only lasting, like, 30 seconds. I'm, like, you know, five to seven minutes apart. Well, finally, like, around... 30 or so I was like let's just go take a walk it's cool the sun has gone down you know let's just go outside and see what we can do we'll just walk to the corner and come back which is only like two houses okay so we start walking down the street and there's no sidewalk so we're like trying to be careful and then it was like bam they just picked up as soon as we were walking Mm. it was like two and a half minutes three minutes apart lasting a good minute and I remember like walking down and like having to really hold on to my husband's shoulders and like really sway and like I just I had to moan through those contractions because they were so intense mm-hmm. I was like okay like we've only walked not even five minutes you know down to the end of my street like we can't just go back up to the house we have to like keep going a little farther to make sure that they're going to keep going at their pace okay. I didn't want them like to stop and then they were going to stop and then that was going to be it so we walked up past the house and up the hill a little bit. But every time the contraction came, I had to stop and I had to, you know, like hang over my husband's shoulders and really like breathe through the contractions because they were getting really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, and, and then it was like about to rain. So he was like, let's go back inside. I was like, okay. And I remember we got inside just in time for Hawaii Five-0, like one of my favorite shows. So I was like, okay, we can watch, we can watch this when we, like, you know, time the rest of contractions. Because they were coming, like, two and a half to three minutes apart, and they were lasting, like, a good minute. But I wasn't, like, ready to go to the hospital yet. So I was like, well, let's just make sure that it's going to stay this way. So I got onto all hands and knees, and I was using the ball as, like, some stability. And... um I was trying to, like, focus on the show, and, you know, my husband's timing the contractions. And um, he's like, they're, you know, they're kind of staying the same. He's like, I think we should go to the hospital. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And it's pouring buckets out now. Like, the rain is coming down sideways. And he's, like, worried about putting some kind of waterproof cover over the seat so I don't, like, drip on the seat. <laughs> I'm just, like, pouring buckets outside. <laughs> um and so I like wobble into the car and I called, I called my doula and I was like, look, we're going to the hospital. You know, can you meet us there? And she's like, she's like, yeah. I was like, but I'm like, take your time. I'm like, you can be there. Like, you don't have to meet us right there. And then, you know, I called the doctor. I was like, we're going to the hospital. Like, the directions are like three minutes apart and they're lasting like a minute and they're really strong. Okay, I'll meet you there. And then like, <laughs> driving the car, I was like, Maybe I should call her and tell her to meet us there now. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I don't want to wait 20 minutes for her to get there afterwards. And they like, got the more intense just, like, in the car? Mind. They had gotten more intense because at first I had to sit, which is so uncomfortable to drive in the car with contractions. It's like the worst thing ever. It's like torture because you can't change positions. Mm-hmm. You have like all this extra pressure on your, you know, on your cervix besides like the baby's pressure because you can't like, like silly move from one seat to the next, mm-hmm. which makes it kind of hard. And um, we lived, like, I don't know, like 25 minutes away. So not far, but, like, it seemed like eternity in the car. 
during the contractions. So we get to the hospital at night. Thank God it was, you know, there's no traffic. We left at like 9-something, 9.30 or so. And we get there, or it must have been later because we couldn't get into Highland from like the regular doors. We had to go through the emergency room, which was like more embarrassing. (laughs) You know, we have this pregnant lady. I'm like, I'm not wearing anything matching. And (laughs) I'm huffing and puffing. And you have to go through like all these, you know, upsorts of people. Right. Well, he's in there waiting. You know, the guard sees us, and he's like, okay, this way, this way. And I had, like, two really strong contractions, like, going through the emergency room. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, that's it. I'm done. I'm like, <laughs> I just want this baby out. I just want to get in the tub. All I want to do is get in the tub. Um, we go up the elevator, and we get to the desk. And I was like, you know, this is my name. You know, I'm here to have this baby. And they're like, oh, we don't have your paperwork. I was like, what do you mean you don't have my paperwork? Like, I signed it a couple of weeks ago. Like, I was here, and I signed it to make sure that when you know, I came to deliver the baby that you would have it. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't see it. It's not, it's not here. I was, and then I had, like, another really strong contraction. I was like, after the contraction I had got through, I was like, I'm in labor. I need, I'm going to have this baby. Like, you have to let me back there, <laughs> please. I just want to get in the tub. Um, Did so the tub... Had the tub helped? Uh, did you use the tub for the first birth? Had that been something that had helped you before? Yes, I did use the tub in the first birth. I used it a lot. And um, I didn't put the jets on, but I used it as some, just like a relaxing to kind of like take my mind off the contractions. Mm-hmm. So it, you knew um, it was something that could really help you at this point? Oh, yes. I knew it was something that could really help me. And for me, the water is very relaxing. So... In my birth plan, I had actually written that I didn't want the contractions to be called contractions. I wanted them to be called waves. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, thinking back on that now, actually, like, like if you fast forward a little bit while I was in, you know, not in triage, but got into the room, the doula was calling them waves. And I was thinking at that time, like, why is she calling them that? Because like, <laughs> you me, told like, her to. And that's what I wanted to. But I was just like... You know, trying to figure that out. So they finally let me back to triage. And the du- and my dual had gone to park my car, had, you know, parked the car in the garage and get, you know, some of the stuff out of the car. You know, and they make you get on the bed and put on their gown mm-hmm. and they want to put you up. And at that point, I had, like, completely lost it. Like, my breathing was, like, out of control. And, like, the contractions were just coming one on top of the other. And I wasn't getting a break. And, like... I was just, you know, huffing and puffing and just trying to get through the contractions. And they wanted to, like, put the monitor on me. They wanted to take blood. They wanted, you know, an ultrasound to make sure the baby's head was down. Mm-hmm. And, and ask you um, questions. And do you have two yeah, floors in your house? That are, <laughs> that are irrelevant at the time. <laughs> and, like, looking back at it now, like, I wish that I would have had my husband go back and get the stuff from the car. And my doula had stayed with me because I feel like she would have been able to have a better grip on the situation and, like, been able to calm me down more so that I could have, you know, the right breathing to maybe get through, not the questions, but at least the heart rate monitor on and whatnot. Mm-hmm, gotcha. So looking back on that, I wish I would have done that, but it didn't, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, my doctor wasn't there yet, and they asked me who she was, and they gave the name, and, you know, they're like, oh, she's not here. And so there was a resident there, and he wanted to, you know, check and see who gets if I was for sure, you know, in labor, which obviously I was. If he couldn't see that then, then, you know, 
He needs to go back, back to back school. Back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, no, no. I'm like, he's not checking. He's like, there's no way it's going to happen. Like, not going to happen. I just want to get in the tub, please. Um, so he's like, you're refusing to be checked? I'm like, yes. I'm like, I just want to get in the tub. I'm having this baby. I promise you that. Um, but you cannot check me. So they they told me that they were going to get me a room. And they, I remember them asking me if I wanted to walk. And I was like, no, just wheel me get just wheel me in and the nurse who was on was um pretty comical she was like okay she's like but don't judge my bad driving I was like it's fine just get me into the room so I can get into the tub <laughs> and like I just wanted to make it clear that I just wanted to get in the tub I didn't care about anything else but just I, I needed to get in the tub um so when they put me into the room um they needed to take blood mm-hmm. and I knew it wasn't going to be good because <laughs> Some for some reason when I get into the hospital, like the blood just shrivels up and goes away. Like it doesn't want to come out. Mm-hmm. And so I let them know off the bat. I was like, you can't get it out of the arm. You're just going to have to take it out of the hands. It's the only way you're going to be able to do it. And, you know, that's what's going to happen. So meanwhile, the contractions are still coming like three minutes apart and they're still pretty intense. And now I'm like on this bed, which is not comfortable whatsoever. And I have to let them take this blood because they need it to send it to the lab for God knows what reason. Um, thank God it wasn't GPS positive because that sort of made it everything a whole lot more messy. Right, because you would have um, required antibiotics and get uh, yes. you know proper. Now it had been an IV okay. and mm-hmm. yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get the blood. She gets the blood with a little butterfly needle, and she's like, "You're right, it's not flowing very fast." I'm like, "See, I told you." And I was like, "I've been drinking water all day long, so I was definitely hydrated." But I was like, "When I come here, little veins they just like shrivel up and go back into their home." Um, so she got like one vial of blood and then the second vial was like, I remember looking at it and it was like barely flowing into the, into the, the thing. And I was like, can you just take one from the other one? I'm like, I just want to, I just want to get in the tub. Can you just borrow some from the other vials? You have to fill it up all the way. And she's like, no, they really don't need that much. It's just good to have a little extra. And, um, I think I had told her that she could leave, uh, that she could leave the hat in on my hand because I was thinking in the back of my head, just in case the placenta doesn't want to come, at least she has IV in there, and you don't just poke me again. So she, like, taped it all up, and then they had the bath ready for me. Um, I felt like just running in there and jumping in, but I didn't. But, you know, I got into the tub, and it was just like, like finally. You know, finally, like, yeah. ah, just, I've been waiting for this, for, like, no, it seemed like forever, but obviously it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got into the the tub, I had my pillow in there, um, we turned the lights down low, and I remember asking my husband to put the music on so I could have that, like, as a second relaxer, but kind of, like, as a concentration, mm-hmm. and um, I can't remember, like, if anybody was holding my hand or not, no, I was facing, I had my back to everybody, and I was facing the wall, and I was just closing my eyes and just, like, breathing through the contractions, um, and then... Somewhere in like the time frame, the doctor had come in and was like, "How are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine, I guess." Like in retrospect of everything, um, and she was like, "Okay, I see. Like everything is going good here. Like I'm just going to go wait for you to call me when you're ready." And um, I remember taking some more contractions through the tub. In the tub, I didn't have the jets on or anything. Um, that felt weird. Mm-hmm. Because there's not a lot of room in the 
in the tub to begin with. Like, it's just a little bit bigger than your bathtub and deeper. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a real, when I think of, like, a real jacuzzi, like, you know, I think of a big jacuzzi where, like, there's lots of room and your whole body is submerged. But it wasn't like that. So, like, the jets just didn't feel right at the time. Right. Um, but at least it was water. And so then I remember having this, another really big contraction, and I remember feeling like the head just, like, moved down, like, and be totally engaged in, in the pelvis. And with my son, he had never dropped. And so I felt like I had pushed forever. So it was probably like two hours, two and a half hours to push him. And like, you know, pushing him, like, you know, get him down and engage in the pelvis. And then another pushing him to, you know, mm-hmm. burst him. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, I remember thinking like, wow, this is really cool. And I could feel this baby's head like move down into my pelvis. Like it was just such a cool feeling. Mm-hmm. And so then I really felt like the pressure, like I had to push. And so I let them know, I was like, I feel like I have to push, you know, with the contractions. Um, and my doula was like, well, just try to breathe through it. Like if you can, like just moan through it, you know, it's not time to push yet. Well, we don't, we haven't checked you, so we don't know where you're at. So, <clears throat> and so I guess somebody had let the doctor know because then she had come back in and she was like, I'd really like to check you. And I was like, no, not yet. You know, I'd like to sit on the toilet for a little bit. Because with my son, I felt like that, between the toilet and the and the tub, those are two places that I really love to labor. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just sit on the toilet for a little bit, you know, let the gravity really help. And, you know, I could just work through the waves there. Um, you know, somebody put some pillows behind, and that was really nice. Um, and I, I didn't feel that urge. I did feel that urge to push, and part of me did push with it, but part of me was like, okay, I'm breathing through it. At that point... The doctor had come in, and she was sitting on the bathtub. And I remember um, she had these socks on. I don't know if they were frogs, but I just remember, like, pulling, like, just zoning in on those socks, whatever kind of animal was on there. And just, like, that was, like, my focal point. Like, I was just going to look at those socks through these contractions, and, like, that's how I was going to make it through. In between, like, you know, her wanting to check the dilation and, like, trying not to push, but, like, trying to get closer to meeting this baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I must have, I don't know how long I sat on that toilet for, maybe 10 minutes. But I just remember her asking me, like, okay, let's, can, do you think we can get you to the bed so we can check you? I remember her asking me a couple of times, and I just remembered, like, zoning in on those socks with those frogs on them. Let's say they're frogs. They <laughs> thought they were green. <laughs> and just, like, totally, like, this you know, trying to zone everybody out. And so then finally I did make it to the bed. Um, and, you know, I got on my side. And in, in the midst of this, like, I really wanted this baby to be born on the night because um, my brother-in-law, her, his son is born on the 10th. And so I really wanted the baby to have her his or her own birthday at the time because I didn't know the sex. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know what time so, of day it was by then? Yes, it was, like, getting close to midnight. And I remember asking, I was like, do I still have time? Like, you know, can this baby still be born on the 9th? And they were like, yes. So they checked me in, and she was like, you're 10 centimeters, 100% of your face, plus 2. And, you know, I was like, can I push it? And I was like, oh, I, I can push at this point. Yes, I can push. Mm-hmm. And so um, I tore with my son. And so I remember reading and and. Uh, Gips, I've had heard some advice that if you push on your side, you're less likely to tear. 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. And that was so uncomfortable. And I was like, that, we're not doing that again. <laughs> so I wanted to have the squatting bar and it wasn't, it didn't happen in that room. And so the duo suggested like, you know, leaning up, like squatting against the bed upright. Mm-hmm. So like backwards, ideally. And um, so I did that. Um, you know, the contractions were now like two minutes apart and they were lasting longer. And like I had to remember how to like really push with the contractions because it had been almost three years since I had done it with my son. And not that I had forgotten, but like really had to like remember how to use the energy my body was giving me along with me actually, you know, doing some work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I pushed, you know, two or, you know, three times, you know, a lot of times up. I don't remember how many exactly, but I did push a lot. I remember there was some screaming in there, and there was some swearing in there, and squeezing my husband's hand, and I remember asking, like, do I still have time? Is it not midnight yet? Like, is there still time to get this baby out before? I remember them saying, yes, you still have time. Like, it's getting close, but there's still time. And, like, in retrospect, I didn't realize, like, how close, um, how much time I had had, because I couldn't see the clock. I was facing the wall. And um, I remember feeling that my body was just like ripping open to, you know, when you give birth the first time, after a while you forget what it feels like. But then like somehow like when you're doing it the same time, your body remembers what it feels like. And just, it wasn't even the pain. It was just like that pressure. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just the pressure of your body opening up to fit this head through. It's just so intense. And like you you remember what it's like and you're like, oh, I don't want to go back there because it, it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, you have to go there because how else is your baby going to come out? So right. like mentally you have to get past that feeling of that just, I don't know, just intense pressure. It's the only way I can describe it. It's like you're feeling like you're being ripped in two, but you're not. But it's just so intense. And so I like had to really focus on pushing through that with my with my breath and obviously pushing with my body. Um and I remember the doctor was putting like hot compresses on like my perineum because I was really worried about tearing again. Um, and I was remember feeling like, oh, that feels really good. Like, oh no, must must not be good. <laughs> um, <laughs> like at the same time, like that's really that feels really nice. Um, and so I did a couple more really good pushes, and I know I asked again, like. Is it midnight yet? And then I remember them saying, like, do you want to feel the baby's head? And I was like, yes, I do. And I felt that, you know, I, I was able to feel the head. And I was like, ooh, you know, we're getting, we're, you know, we're getting somewhere. Like, this is really awesome. Like, I didn't want to see the head, but I wanted to feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I could have seen it anyways from behind. But that was the helpful to you. There. Huh? It was that, but that was helpful to you to feel the top of the head in terms of your progress. Yes, yes, to know that it was baby was going to be born soon, and that I was, you know, I was making progress. I was definitely making progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember the doctor asking the resident, like, if he had delivered, you know, or if he had like caught a baby in this position because I was not, you know, sitting on the bed with my knees. My legs in the stirrup. I was, you know, squatting over the back of the bed. And was it more like hands and knees, but or or, so you on your knees, but over the side of the back of the bed? No, I was. So I was squatting and holding on to the bed. Okay. 
Yeah, so not on hands and knees. No, I was I was like squatting. Um, and like then I was like at some point I would have like my arms and elbows like resting on the top of the bed, um, trying to push this baby out. Gotcha. Um, and I remember him. I remember he was like, "No, I hadn't." I I remember hearing that he hadn't had a baby like you know delivered a baby like this, and so like I remember her like saying like, "Oh, this is how it goes. It's just kind of like backwards, you know." Um. And so then, at some point, my doula was like, "We we're going to try a different position." So I don't know what was going on, but all that I remember is this was hurting, and I needed to get this baby out, and I was pushing as much as I could. And so she's like, okay, we're going to put the bed down. And she's like, I want you to move your leg, your foot up to, like, where your hands are. So, like, and almost like you are starting, like, a trap race type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like and a was, deep lunge. And, like, that was, yeah, like a little, like a run. Or, you know, like, you're about to, like, dive into the pool and, like, you know. And I was thinking to myself, how am I going to do that? Like, this is already awkward to begin with. Like, how am I going to get my foot all the way up to my hands mm-hmm. with this huge belly in front of me? Um, but somehow I did it. I managed to do it. And then, like, the next two pushes, like, I gave it my all. And and the head was out. And then, you know, like, I don't know, five seconds later, the body was born. And and I was like, is it a girl? <laughs> and I remember her saying, because I really wanted a girl so bad. Like, the whole pregnancy, I had just, I wanted a girl. But we didn't find out because... You know, I told my husband if we found out what the first, we wouldn't find out what the second. And it was, like, torture the whole pregnancy. Like, I just wanted to know, like, in the back of my mind, I think I did know that it was a girl. But, like, there was a bit of me that was a little bit, you know, I wasn't sure because you, you just never know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I remember her asking him, like, do you want to tell her? And he was like, and I was like, I, well, I wanted to hold, like, in my mind, I just want to hold the baby. But I was in this, like, awkward position and, like, was having a hard time, like, you know, getting out of it with this, you know, cord hanging out of me and the baby was on the bed. And somehow I, like, um, got back on my back and they handed the baby and I was just like, it's a girl! Like, like, I was like, I was so, like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Like, I finally have my baby girl. I've wanted this baby for so long and it's a girl. And I was just, like, overtaken with emotion and... Uh, I remember the IV came out and blood was squirting everywhere, and and, and, it, and it didn't matter because it was like I had I I gave birth to this baby the way I wanted to, all naturally. You know, she was in my arms. You know, she was beautiful. She gave this awesome big cry, and and it was just I I was just speechless. Like I had remember like going through my pregnancy and like thinking to myself, I have a girl. I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. Like you know, think thank the heavens or whatnot and like I didn't say anything I was just so happy to have this baby and that the fact that she was a girl was just you know icing on the cake mm-hmm. um and you know like we did skin to skin and I remember um you know them massaging the uterus and you know tugging a little bit on the on the cord um and then you know they asked me to push for the placenta and I did, like, not even, I don't know, probably not even five or ten minutes later, and it came out beautifully. I didn't even need the stool. I was so happy. Like, my biggest worry of, like, having this placenta take a good old time, and it didn't. You know, mm-hmm. we got to let the whole face, you know, until it was white, and my husband cut it, and everything had just gone as it had. And then I was like, well, what time is it? 
and they're like 12 and I was like, oh, damn, I didn't get her out in time. <laughs> Eight minutes past midnight. So she was born at 12.08? 12 you know 12.08, uh-huh. yeah, on May 10th. So she shares her birthday with her cousin, mm-hmm. which it's fine, I guess. Like, you know, I did the best I could. I, I tried as hard as I could. I was just eight minutes late. <laughs> and, like, looking back on it, I was like, oh, couldn't we have just, like, lied and said she was born on the 9th? Like, who would have known? <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably would have thought it was crazy. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, they got to put her on top of, you know, on, on my skin to skin. And her. I remember thinking, man, her nails are so long. Like, she's, I'm surprised she hasn't scratched herself inside the womb. And, and um, she was covered in vernix. She had so much of the um, of the white vernix on her, and she was a week early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember them like like you know ruffling her, kind of like you know to get her to cry more. And I was thinking to myself, like, don't rub it all off. Like that's precious stuff. Like I love that stuff. Like I didn't want want them to like rub it all off, but like I couldn't get the words out at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, she had it all in her hair, and and she was just, uh, but it was just awesome. Like, cause I had my baby girl, and I had did, I had done it, and I was so happy. And, you know, in the meantime, they were stitching me up, and I was, you know, getting her acclimated. And she, you know, I want, I, I, my plan was to breastfeed because I do it with my son. And it was, like, amazing. It was, like, I knew what to do, and it was, like, she just knew what to do. She latched right on, and... She nursed for probably, like, I don't know, it seemed like forever until they had to, like, take her and weigh her. But she was just a champ at nursing, and I was so excited because I had struggled at the beginning with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most first-time moms do because you can't really practice it until you have the baby. Yeah, it's a learning so, experience. Yeah, for sure. It is. It's totally a learning experience. No matter how many, like, books you read and, you know, how many classes you take until you have the baby, you, you know, it's nothing. So she latched right on, and I nursed her on both sides, and, you know, I got a hug from the doctor and the doula, and and, um, we saved the placenta, Um, and my husband, I remember my husband had to, like, take it home because they wouldn't keep it for us overnight, Mm -hmm. so, like, he had to drive home to put it in the freezer so that we could plant it, you know, weeks later, Um, and I was just, you know, I was just so thankful that everything had gone okay, like the placenta had come out and she was healthy. She ended up weighing um, seven pounds, 14 ounces. So only two ounces less than my son. He was eight ounce, He was eight pounds. And she was 20, 20 inches, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so everything worked out fine. It was awesome. Yeah, sounds fantastic. So how old is she now? So she is 13 months. So she is over a year old. And look at what always amazes me is the amount of detail that moms will remember about their birth. Like you remembered, Mm -hmm. you you know, the doctor's socks. You remember having gone through the ER. You remember the how it was raining and how far you went when walking. Like all these little details, watching Hawaii 5 like. You know, every single detail, almost like it was yesterday. And it's 13 months ago. I know. And I think about, like, could I do it again? I could totally do it again. Would I want to do again? Not right now. I, I need some more time for my yeah. body to get back to, you know, 
what it was, which I'm not sure if it'll ever be that way. But like, you know, we're still nursing. We have this great nursing relationship and, you know, just like watching her like grow is just like amazing. Like she's so different than my son was. She loves food and, you know, she'll eat almost anything where as my son, he just wanted to nurse for like the first year. He could care less about food or, you know, for that matter. So it's just so different to see their personalities really develop and like, you know, what they're interested in and just, awesome being a mom yeah they all have their own little personalities and with through the birth I was taking a few notes here when you when you were telling your story and you know that whole thing about a mom's intuition it was you wanted to go out and walk and you knew that walking would help and it was just when you then get out to walk things changed yeah like looking back on it like I wish I kind of wish like maybe I should would have taken the walk like earlier in the day and maybe things would have progressed faster and she would have been born on the ninth, but I don't know. Like I didn't have that really that urge to walk in the hot day. Mm-hmm. It was so muggy. And I was just like, I just, I don't want to do it. And so <laughs> I waited until it was night and it was cooler. And, you know, maybe it was for the better because, you know, things, then things really moved along. Maybe they wouldn't have moved along as fast, but, you know, I, I, you'll never, I will never know because oh, I didn't, of course. you know, try it. But, like, I think back about that, like, occasionally, like, what if I walked in the middle of the day instead of, like, towards the night? Like, would things be different? Well, and there's always that what if, you know, that what if yeah. road leads us nowhere. <laughs> it's such a tough one. It does. Yeah. But I really appreciate how it seems like the whole labor, that birth was on your own terms to a certain extent. The part that, you know, it's uncontrollable and unpredictable, so you can't make things happen. But the stuff that you could decide on, it seems like it was very much, you know, on your terms of trying to get into the tub and and whether you were checked or not and when to go to the hospital, which is all fantastic things considering that your water had broken and time was passing and, and you know, right. all those what-ifs again. hmm Yeah. Yeah. And I think, what else do I have here on my notes? Um, the fact that when you were in transition, so getting out of the tub, going on that toilet, feeling like you wanted to push and things were really intense, you were still very aware of focusing on these doctors' socks, so it, it and what was going on around you, but selectively right. choosing to step away. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I remember I didn't have that with my son because I didn't know really. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect, and it had been my first time. And so, as a second time mom going into a birth, I feel like you have more control because you know what to expect. And you know what's going to come down the road versus not knowing mm-hmm. the unknown, basically. Mm-hmm. Did do, Were there any, what were the things that you did differently in preparation between one birth and the other? How did you prepare differently knowing, you know, after having gone through a one birth and saying, oh, okay, this, I need these things now? Um, I think that I really just use, I would guess I would say I really just use the universe, you know, as like, like being positive, like, you know, the placenta is going to come out, just, you know, everything is going to go really creating that positive energy as far as, you know, how I wanted the birth to take place. Like I knew that I wanted to be more relaxed and, you know, the contractions, why I want them to be called waves. And I really want to focus 
everything like around the water because that for me was really relaxing and um, just really the positive energy of, you know, the sun is going to come out, everything's going to work out. And even like in the whole retrospective, like, you know, the water breaking at midnight and nothing happening during the day, still being like, okay, like this birth can still go the way I want it to, just thinking really positively about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that I had done it before and I could do it again and it was possible. Absolutely. Did you plant a tree on top of the placenta? So the placenta is in the backyard with a lilac bush on top of it. Oh, that's so nice. I'm glad you got your placenta. You got baby and placenta this time. You got baby and placenta, yes. <laughs> yes. We're going to stay in this house forever because we're never moving. <laughs> or at least don't put that in the sales description if you do move. <laughs> Body organ buried in the backyard. Danielle, uh, oh, thank you so, so much for sharing that fabulous, fabulous story. And uh, yeah, that was so much fun. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. It's nice to tell it more than once, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, because it sticks with you forever, pretty much. So yes, that's yeah, definitely good. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Mamas, I love to hear from you. So share with me your thoughts. And if there's a certain topic you'd like to know more about, let me know. And if you'd like to share your birth story, let me know as well. Stay in touch by following Birthful on Facebook or Twitter. And even better, become a part of the Birthful community by subscribing at birthful.com. You'll get access to bonus episodes and other exclusive goodies. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another maternity pro to inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Mighty One. Did you know that if you started listening to one birthful episode per day at the start of your pregnancy, your baby would be about three months old before you got through all of them? That is so much birthful. So to ease us into the summer and to help you catch up on your listening, we're going back to releasing one episode per week instead of two. Now you know.